0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman alongside Matt's story. And joining us in the background is Archie whining about not having a toy.
1: I hear him. Yeah, I was going to say right as you started that up, I heard, I heard the noise.
0: Well, there's not a lot going on outside of college basketball that we're going to talk about. So this is going to be all about college basketball. And admittedly, for me, a little bit of unfamiliar territory because uh, ASU's not doing great, so we're going to have to talk about things that aren't ASU.
1: <laughs> yeah, they uh, they got a you know they got a, a nice uh, comeback win against Stanford last weekend, so you know uh, keeping keeping it from getting uh, really really bad, I guess, which is better than it was last year. But but yeah, no no real postseason aspirations. So we'll uh, we'll talk about teams that do have postseason aspirations.
0: Well, you can start in the Pac-12 when you talk about postseason aspirations. This is the first time I can remember in a long time where the Pac-12 has three teams ranked in the top eight in both polls: UCLA, yeah, Arizona, yeah, I mean, it, and Oregon.
1: Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it's getting back to you know somewhat feeling like it did uh, you know in our latter years in college when when the Pac-12 was loaded. It's not quite as good as that, I don't think. Where you know you had maybe half. More than half of the conference that was, uh, you know, tournament caliber and, and legit tournament caliber, not barely in. But it's getting there, you know, and, and certainly having three good teams at the top, uh, you know, just helps the reputation of everybody else.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Arizona and UCLA are both 23 and 3. Um, UCLA's three losses are all in conference. Arizona's 12 and 1 and leads the Pac 12. And then you've got Oregon at 22 and 4, 11 and 2 in conference. And You know, there's a drop off after that. USC is twenty one and five, eight and five. I'm gonna start laughing because Archie just keeps making noise in the background, but that's fine because no one listens anyway. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I mean, the conference—it's an interesting break. So you've got Arizona, Oregon, UCLA, Cal, USC, Utah—all above five hundred in conference, all above five hundred overall. Then Colorado's five and eight in conference, fifteen and eleven, tied with us. Um, right, and then there's the drop-off: Stanford four and nine, Washington State four and nine, Washington two and eleven, and Oregon State yeah. hasn't beaten anybody. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely a dividing line between the the top half and the bottom half. Um, you know, I haven't I haven't looked at a ton of, of bracket projections, but to me, it sure seems like, oh, you know, you could get many as six in from the conference. Um, I don't I don't quite know where Utah stands. But, you know, USC having gone through the non-conference undefeated, obviously that helps them. And, and you know, Cal's been a, a pretty darn good team, really. Um, you know, maybe better than people expected. So I would think at least those five. Could in.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly going to be interesting to see what happens. I will tell you Joe Lenardi has the Pac-12 getting five. Um, okay. And, you know, the last four buys includes Cal. So I think that's... I think okay. that's a fair. Okay. I think that's a fair assessment. He's got. U- a- he's. I think he's got UCLA yeah, too low. Yeah. He's got UCLA at a four, and I think that that's too low. Does he? But otherwise, I think it's you know yeah. pretty fair.
1: I would say, uh, you know, I think I think those teams are are all deserving. Again, you know, I, I haven't. will admit, I think like you, I you know, I haven't paid a, a ton of attention to the national landscape. You know, I know the ACC is really good. And, and really deep. I know the Big Ten is not having a very strong meter,
0: um, except, except for Northwestern. Except for Northwestern,
1: yeah, they're playing well. Yeah, and hopefully they can they can finally uh, break the curse and get in for the first time. That'd be great to see. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I can't I can't honestly sit here and you know pound the table and say, well, Cal should be in and Utah should be in because I don't know enough about the rest of of the country's landscape. Um, to compare it, but you know, I, I, yeah, it's a, you know, it's been a good season, and there'll there'll be some excitement down the stretch with with those top three teams, you know, competing for their, for their conference regular season title at least, and you know, probably having uh, you know a couple of of good matchups in the semifinals and final of the conference tournament as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I assume it'll be Arizona, Oregon, UCLA, and us. So.
1: Hopefully, yeah, that'd be nice if we could uh, pull a little little upset run and and get our way in. I mean, we we still have home games ahead in the regular season with UCLA and, and Arizona, so you know that we we came oh so close to getting that you know really big upset win at Oregon, um, and you know it'd be be nice to get one of those. Obviously, Arizona, I think you know from my standpoint would be nicer, um, but just something to kind of. You know, look, it's it's not going to get us in the tournament, obviously, but you know, a, a big upset win would be a nice confidence builder going into next year.
0: Absolutely agreed. And then, you know, when you talk about the national picture, I know you and I aren't fully versed on it, but you've got an undefeated Gonzaga team, who's the last undefeated on the men's side, and we we can talk mm-hmm. about the hundred straight wins for the UConn women and whether or not we yeah. should really be comparing them to Wooden's UCLA teams. Right. But you've got uh you know, you've got a really interesting top of the rankings right now. You've got Gonzaga, Villanova, Kansas, Baylor, Arizona, UCLA, mm-hmm. Oregon, Louisville. I mean there's there's a lot of teams who are consistent powers, but there's some sure. new blood in there. You know, Baylor sure. and Oregon.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I think I think it's like most years are going to be now in college basketball where there's, there's not, you know, one or two teams that really stand out. I mean, you, you have an exception to the rule. A couple of years ago, Kentucky went undefeated. But for the most part, I think because of the the elite teams are always playing, you know, such young guys, talented guys, but young and, and kind of restarting every year with a new patch, you know, you're going to have that parity. You're going to have, you know, maybe 10 to 15 teams that all feel like they're good enough to win the national title. And I, I think that's the case this year. I mean, I, you could, you could dive down into the, you know, 10 to 15 range. And if you want to argue that one of those teams can win the whole thing, I don't, I don't think that's crazy at all.
0: No, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun tournament. You would think. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, hopefully so, you know, I mean, it, just
0: a lot of parody. Not,
1: yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I think, uh, when you, when you boil down to the, you know, when you probably get down to 16, not sure how much difference there's going to be between, you know, the top seed left and the bottom seed left. Uh, you know, there might be a Cinderella or somebody that makes it that's overmatched. But, um, you know, the 1-4 the matchups or 1-5, you know, how much better are those one seeds than the 4 fives? I don't think they're going to be that much better. And, and I, this is something I've thought for several years now that, that uh, you know, the elite – he isn't really there anymore because when you talk about the elite, you're talking about freshmen and, you know, as good as they are, um, you know, they're, they're unpredictable. They're freshmen for a reason. You know, you don't quite know what you're going to get. Like when you have juniors and seniors that are elite.
0: Well, and you think about last year, the number one pick or or the consensus number one player, his team misses the tournament this year. Markel Fultz. Probably going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah, Unless unless Washington wins the conference tournament, they are not going.
1: They're going to miss. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I don't know if he'll end up being number one, but he's certainly one of the, you know, on the very short list. Now, you know, you got Lonzo Ball at UCLA. You got Josh Jackson at Kansas. You know, other guys who are very highly touted that are playing for teams in the top ten. So it's, you know, it's a bit of a a weird coincidence. But, yeah, I mean, I I think there's – there's an element of that, you know, Ben Simmons was a great example of a guy. He was, he was there, you know, just just because he had to be. And the thing fell apart real quick on that team. And when it did, it unraveled. And, and I think the same thing kind of is happening at Washington. But that's, that's been kind of a hallmark of Washington the last few years. For, for as good as that program was for a period of time, you know, they, they haven't made the tournament, I think, in five or six years, which is kind of stunning when you think about it.
0: And then the only other thing that I, I want to talk about is a, the really impressive hundred straight wins for UConn in the women's yeah. game. That there's no doubt that that is an impressive stat. It is a feat, but this is beyond the wooden era UCLA team when it comes to top talent all pooling in one spot. Because there's no <laughs> yeah, more, there's no is. more Tennessee. There's no, you know, it's right. just UConn now.
1: Right. Right. No, no doubt. I mean, it's, it's a very impressive feat. Um, and, and what they've done, not even just in this hundred wins, but I mean, to look at, I think from, from 2000 on, they've won, I want to say 11 titles out of, you know, 17 that have been contested, I think in that period of time, I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, uh, you know, to compare it to men's, I just don't think that's fair. Honest, I, I don't think it's fair to anybody involved. I think it's same as trying to compare, you know, Serena Williams to Roger Federer. They, they they're different sports. Uh, you know, I mean, we just appreciate what it is, and and it doesn't always have to compare with the men's game. I don't think.
0: I'm with you. My problem is I don't like when when you put up that stat. And you say, you know, longest streak or this and that, because right I, I agree with you. It's a standalone thing. it you know, the only time when I think that matters is when you talk about streaks of a city that hasn't won a championship or something. Sure, I always find sure. that interesting, but that I think we all agree is just kind of a for fun thing when you're trying to make yes. it as a legitimate comparison. It, it's I, much I different. Agree. I,
1: yeah. And I think it just, it, you know, it just plays into our kind of sports debate culture. We've got, you know, I mean, it's it's not really interesting to say, all right, let's talk about how impressive UConn is. It's more interesting to say, is this more impressive than C L A winning 88 in a row or or whatever? I mean, you know, that's, that's how we do things. We we have to always make it somehow controversial or, or you know, hot take-ish, basically. Um, I look at it as a, a remarkable accomplishment in the women's game, and that's it. Like, you know, whether yeah, more or less impressive than UCLA. I don't know, a different... Different sport, different era. Uh, I just, to me, they're they're incomparable.
0: Yeah. Well, we're gonna have plenty of time to talk about the men's bracket, the women's bracket. Although we probably won't. We'll even give you our picks. (laughs) I'm picking UConn. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's that's my. uh, I'll spoil it right now.
0: Yeah, I'll take UConn, and I'll take straight chalk in the women's bracket. And yeah,
1: yeah, we'll probably do pretty well.
0: I bet I do fine. right right Um, but the men's bracket will certainly be interesting schedule wise we've got some things in in our work lives and our you know well basically to be honest we don't need to talk to you about the NFL so we're not going to and and we're (laughs) and you know but we're gonna fill it you're gonna have some content here and there but it's not going to be as deep and hard hitting until I would say the tournament bracket comes out and ASU football starts spring ball but Right, no. No. and then we'll
1: roll into some NBA playoffs as well, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, and obviously it'll be also the time when we check in on the NHL as if we've been following it all year and act like we that's know what right. we're saying. That's
1: right, yes, yeah. yes, yes, indeed.
0: I'll just go, much like you taking UConn, I'll take whichever goalie gets hot because that seems to be the way it works.
1: That's true, that's true. <laughs> that's the only thing we just ne- you never know beforehand. That's what keeps it interesting.
0: Yeah, well, I I call dibs on, on the hot, at, the goalie playing the best, hottest goalie, at the time okay. of the start. That's my Okay. Take.
1: Sounds good. Sounds <laughs> good.
0: Well until then, he's Matt. I'm Ben. Ben and Matt SportsCast.